Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm Kim. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and see God, not to it to primarily see ourselves. All right. Just a quick reminder, guys. If you're not reading <laughs> these uh, scriptures and these chapters, please do, because it's really, really hard to keep up mm-hmm. um, if you're not following along in the text. And you're just listening. So I understand that some people like to, you know, listen on their walks, listen on their commutes in the morning, but at least make sure after you go back and look at the text to kind of see where we got this stuff from. All right. So Second Chronicles 17. Uh, king we, Jehoshaphat. Yeah. Jehoshaphat, like he is this king and he's a pretty good king, right? It says, mm-hmm. yo, um, you know, the Lord was with him because he walked in the ways of his father, David. Right. right. And remember that David is this paradigm king in Israel. And the chronicler here is trying to show uh, what the kingdom would be like under good kingship. Right. And so um, we have Jehoshaphat here who has wealth. He has honor. He has fame. And he's flourishing because the Lord established his throne. And I love what Jehoshaphat does here. In 17, Mm -hmm. he puts together this Torah educational plan, right? (laughs) Like where he has, um, you know, all of the uh, officials and Levites and priests to go teach the Torah all throughout Judah. And so, again, we have this king who fits the Deuteronomy 17 paradigm Mm -hmm. of commitment to the law and observance, uh, its observance amongst God's people. And one of the things I think that we can take, though, as all Christians is that you know, a mark of our faithfulness is seeing to it that God's people are well acquainted with God's mm. word. Like we're doing on this podcast, yeah. right? You know? So, yeah. Like, so absolutely. Like, seeing to it that people know and love God's word is something that, uh, yeah, I think God is pleased with. And him going through to do that, um, the educational plan, as you call it, is just a picture of what they say in verse six, his mind rejoiced in the Mm, Lord's ways. And it reminds me of the psalm that talks about delighting in the Lord, um, delighting in the law of the Lord and, you know, not listening to the counsel of the wicked, things like that. And so you see this example is he is following through, you know, I am committed to the Lord, but it's not just enough for me to be committed to the Lord. I need to make sure that the people, um, you had mentioned earlier, Keith, Mm -hmm. um, just the idea of the way that a king goes, the nation follows afterwards. And so he was not taking any chances. He was like, I don't trust you. Sure, We're going to make sure we do this the right way. And so he actually sent the priests and the Levites out with him. But then I also like how it talks about how the um, Philistines, just a little blip again, how the Philistines brought gifts and tributes to Mm -hmm. Judah. Here it is. These have been their enemies for centuries. Mm -hmm. And you see this picture of Jehoshaphat, his commitment, Judah, the nation coming to the Lord, and God brought their enemies and made them subject to them. Yeah, it's an aspect of, um, I think, you know, we see that God's blessing is on Jehoshaphat because Mm -hmm. he has all of these things, um, but he's also, yeah, a great military leader. He has his great army, and in Kings, we see that that means, yo, God is with you, like David, um, but like you said, the nations coming to him, mm-hmm. that's that was God's intention though, right? right. Like from the beginning when he's called Abraham and says the world, all the nations mm-hmm. will be blessed through you. Right. And we have in Acts where we have, um, you know, Jesus sending out the 12 who are all Jews <laughs> um, to the nations, right? And, and they go to uh, the Gentiles. And so like, yeah, God's means of bringing the nations to himself is through Israel uh, here. And so Jehoshaphat is... Killing it. And then at 18. And, you know. Makes a bad decision. 
Multiple. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> all right, so dude, you're killing it. You're doing great. But you just, you make a bad alliance. So mm-hmm. this story is, again, taken verbatim almost from First Kings 22. And we talked about, we went into a lot of depth there just about, um, you know, Ahab and how wicked he was as a king mm-hmm. for Israel um, and he, how he wanted Jehoshaphat to take uh, Ramoth Jalid with him. And so both of them come together and, you know, Jehoshaphat is like, yo, we should probably see what the prophets say. And Ahab was like, all right, bet. I got like 400. 400 and some prophets. But they're all Baal. They're all Baal prophets. Right. False prophets saying what he wanted to hear. Yeah, they're false prophets. And they prophesied that they would be mm-hmm. victorious. Right. And so Jehoshaphat was like, oh, oh, oh let's, let's just see if a prophet of the Lord, let's see if a prophet of <laughs> Yahweh is any anywhere near. And so they get um, Micaiah. And Micaiah is this prophet of the Lord. And Ahab is like, I don't oh, like, like him. <laughs> Because yeah. he never says anything good about me. <laughs> and it's like, come on, bro. Dude. So, yeah. He's like, yeah, he never says anything good about me. And Micaiah, yeah, prophesied something totally different. And he's like, different. but we need the truth. Yep. He prophesied something totally different than the other 400. And it's interesting in terms of, you know, Jehoshaphat and his connection to Ahab. Like, he he made, again, multiple choices, multiple oh, yeah. decisions. He connected mm-hmm. his... Um, he married off his wife, I mean, his uh, son to Ahab's daughter. To his daughter um, yeah. And so by the time you get to this particular story, Ahab basically sets him up. And so you see how the decision that Jehoshaphat made to partner with Ahab mm. almost cost him his life mm. because of the way that Ahab, you know, trying to protect himself, sent Jehoshaphat out into battle. Yep. But then we see that God is gracious to Jehoshaphat. Yeah, God is gracious to Jehoshaphat, but he still like rebukes him, right? So he like does. he sends. Jehu mm-hmm. to uh, rebuke him. You know and you shouldn't have done this. It's like, bro, it's almost as if like Jehoshaphat didn't know the extent of the northern tribes right. apostasy. Like mm-hmm. that they were just turning away. Like they had abandoned the Lord and he just wasn't sharp. Like he wasn't aware. Um, but I think the text man just wants us to know that like part of what it means to be devoted to the Lord mm-hmm. is being discerning about those who can possibly, who can subtly right. or and yet possibly lead us away from him. I mean, the Bible, the New Testament talks about not being unequally yoked. Mm, perfect example. Perfect example right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, we just have to be careful about who we make alliances with, uh, our relationships, and the extent of those relationships. It's not, we're, we're obviously saying, yo, Jesus was a friend of sinners, and we, yeah, are mm-hmm. friends with uh, all, anybody um, who uh, needs the gospel and things like that, but we just want to be careful about alliances and where you get your wisdom. Yeah, the Bible talks about blessed is a man who does not seek mm. the counsel of the ungodly mm. or the wicked. So yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, from there he gets rebuke, and then he yeah like changes. Mm. <laughs> so you know, so it's like he has this complicated right life, I mean, like, like most, we all are, like most of us, right? <laughs> like all of us. It's like, yo, you're doing your thing. Then it's like, oh, that's a bad decision. Then it's like, oh, that's a good one. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in 20, mm-hmm. this war breaks out. Again. Yeah, another war. Moabites, Ammonites again. Yeah, the Moabites, Ammonites, and the Minyanites come to fight against Jehoshaphat. And he's shook, right? He is. Like he... And that's okay. Yeah. I love that it shows that it's okay. He shook. But what do you do with this? Mm. He fasted and prayed. Yeah, he fasted. He prayed. He sought the Lord. Mm-hmm. And... um. You know, 
he he leads a fast for all of Judah as well, mm-hmm. and they seek the Lord. And in doing this, they show their serious need uh, for divine help and aid. And I think, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, kind of a tan, like a side point is like, man, you know, fasting is something that's kind of like out of style these days. Uh, folks are reading, pray, but talk about fasting, you know, <laughs> they they good on that. This is gluttonous culture of America. But anyway, um, you know, I think this is that would be a good spiritual di- discipline for us to just uh, mm-hmm. go before the Lord and just say, man, like we need serious divine aid and help. And uh, man, it's just that they can have confidence in crying out to the Lord. We see that when they know the character of the Lord. And you see Jehoshaphat just say some really kind of profound mm-hmm. um, things here. He and I, quotes Solomon. Yeah, he quotes Solomon. But what I, what I love mm-hmm. too, and I have it highlighted in my Bible, is that he says, yo, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants mm-hmm. of this land mm-hmm. before your people Israel? And then this was good. He said, and who... And who gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. Yeah. And I was just like, I've never seen that until like a couple days ago, (laughs) you know? And uh, yeah, Jesus, when he says that, I I call you friends, uh, that wasn't new, right? Like God uh, has such depth of relationship with his people that he can call it a friendship. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And then you see the response that the Lord has. Um, is that he tells them he doesn't have to fight. It's one of those verses that people quote a lot. The battle is not again. yours. Another one, yep. It's the Lord. This is the context for it, is that, you know, very much like the Lord told Joshua, he says, don't be afraid or discouraged um, because of this vast number for the battle is not yours, but God's. And the amazing thing about all of this is that they don't fight. Mm. Like if you keep reading as you're reading on, you says the moment and... I love the fact that they praise God. They worship the Lord in advance. Yeah. So they didn't wait until after the battle was over. They shouted now. There was a song mm. back in the day that said that. And so it's this picture of <laughs> verse um, 22. It says, the moment they began their shouts and praises, the Lord set an ambush. And when you read, it just talks about how literally the people who were coming against Judah turned on one another. So by the time Judah got to the place in this field, all they saw was dead bodies because mm. literally God fought the battle for them. Yeah, I love that too, because he's like, and he explicitly says it. We've been talking about how you know, salvation was thought about in physical terms, being saved from enemies. Mm-hmm. And he says, yo, stand still and see the salvation of Watch. the Lord, right? Like, Watch me. I got this. Yeah. God saves his people and we have nothing. I think one theologian said, um, we commit nothing to our salvation except the sin that put Christ on the cross. Um, and so it's like they do nothing and they're saved. And he says, I'm with you, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. And I love what you said. Yeah, they worship before they even see the reality of it. Right. Like us, we can worship now. We haven't even seen the full mm. extent of our salvation yet. Amen. I can't wait until we do. <laughs> um, but we can still worship now. That's dope. But also, um, just the fact in 27, chapter 20, 27, uh, chapter 20, verse 27, he says, um, then all the men of Judah and Jerusalem, after they got the victory, mm-hmm. turned back mm-hmm. with Jehoshaphat, their leader, returning joyfully. We just see that. I've seen that joy theme so much in yeah. Second Chronicles. Like, I ain't know it was joy in Second Chronicles. <laughs> I thought it was nothing but pain and suffering, especially for me. Nah. But, um, yo, <laughs> returning joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord enabled them to rejoice over their enemies. And that's what, you know what I thought about, Kim? Like, mm-hmm. On our way to the new Jerusalem, mm. on our way to heaven, we just gonna joy. have so much joy mm. in the presence of the Lord. I just see that being a precursor here in the life of Jehoshaphat and Judah. Amen.